Hello, my lovers, my puppies, my kittens, my schmoopies. Many of you, and I want to thank you, uh, tweeted at me or sent me messages on social media like Instagram, Facebook, all what the fuckery, easy to find, and saying that, hey, Willow Smith has come out as polyamorous, and I knew exactly what that was because I heard your episode on polyamory. How cool is that? That was the gist of the messages. And um, and so I thought, hey, now that Willow Smith, a celebrity, has come out as polyamorous, um, according to uh, census reports, 2019, only 5% of the population claimed to be in polyamorous relationship. So it's going to be interesting to see how, if that number spikes, and I'm sure it will, how many others will come out as being in polyamorous relationships. But that 5% tended to be young adults. It seems to be a growing phenomenon. So is it taking your power back when you can decide what type of relationship you want to be in? Or uh, are we just uh, shifting and shifting a little too, too fast? So I ended up watching the episode on the red table where Willow Smith, daughter of uh, Will Smith, who apparently has like a dad bod now and he's in the worst shape of his life, according to him. And uh, I saw his pick and thought, hey, if I were ever slightly attracted to you, I'd still do you, but I'm not attracted to you. But you know, you guys know what I mean. Is that TMI? Anyway, I'm going off on a uh, tangent <laughs> right now. It's been that kind of day. Yes, it has. So yeah, Willow Smith, daughter of Jada Pinkett Smith, along with Will, is now giving everyone permission to be polyamorous. Um, and I say that flippingly. The fact is I watched the Red Table talk and it was, first of all, I was like, yay, kudos that you can have that kind of conversation with your mother and your grandmother, Gammy. Now, Gammy, who is Jada's mother, Adrian something or other, uh, I just know her first name, Adrian. She was completely dumbfounded. Just imagine you explaining to your grandmother that you live in a house with both your husband and your boyfriend and, you know, and you're happy and everyone's happy and everyone's getting along. Uh, the conversation ended and Gammy was still thoroughly confused. Like, why would you be okay with someone else having sexual relations or a full-on emotional relationship with a partner? And Willow basically explained that, you know, her sex drive isn't as high as her BF. And therefore, if BF has someone else to take care of that need, good for her. And she gets to relax and she's okay with it. Ooh, yeah, times are changing because I personally would wrestle with that. On the one hand, we all know that what causes relationships in marriages or committed monogamous relationships to split up are usually because people tend to, it's because of infidelity, right? Uh, and in a way, I think, wow, this is sort of openly saying, hey, I still love you or I love hanging out with you. I think you're great. But, you know, I still want to be able to you know, sow my wild oats. And you're like, absolutely, please do, because I'll be doing the same. So <laughs> I don't know that I'll ever be able to do that or get there. But there is something op uh, honest. Some people have called it open relationships. 
I'm not sure what the distinction is. Uh, it sounds like open relationships are more experimental. You know, uh, you were with someone for a while and you say, you know what, we still love each other. We want to stay committed, but it's okay if we date other people. Uh, so having said that, I am re-releasing our very first episode, the one where the first fuckery started. It was with a woman whose name we couldn't use because she, because of the nature of her work. And she was older than Willow Smith <laughs> and uh, married and her boyfriend uh, lives with her and her husband. Now, let's not confuse polyamory with polygamy. And though it would be cool to have polygamy in reverse, where the woman is the one that has multiple male partners, but that may never happen unless it's a reality show. Um, as it turns out, her husband and boyfriend are really good friends. Uh, it's non-sexual. They go to the movies together, hang out. It just sounds really lovely and sort of what I thought of at the time as elevated humans who are capable of uh, transcending the what how we our society told us we should uh, be in relationships it's going to be interesting to see years from now where it's all going um, I imagine there was a time when divorce was taboo Not, I imagine I know it was but I wasn't around for that uh, and now it just seems like the most natural thing in the planet we don't get along call it quits, get a divorce, you know. But when my grandma was coming up, she is 88 years old now. Bless her soul. I love my grandma. She's still around. Thank God. Um, divorce was never an option. It was simply not an option. And she made it work or settled. I will never know for sure. Um, but I digress. So without further ado, Let's listen to our very first What the Fockery episode, and it's titled Polyamory, Her Story, because episode two is his story. So I also had a convo with the husband just to really hear or find out if what she, Josie, was telling me, um, if they were looking at it through the same lens, per se. Oh, and as always, you guys, one of the things that really helps What the Fockery is when you subscribe, you share, you write a review on Apple Podcasts. See, here's how you do it. On Apple Podcasts, the app, there are these stars, right? So if you give it a five-star rating, which I hope you would, right underneath that box and, and a tiny print, which is insane that they would have it not as obvious, it says write a review or leave a review. You would click that and you can type even if it's just one word, like awesome exclamation point, apparently it just helps move me up in the move us up in the rank and more of us can be discovered. Uh, we are growing and it doesn't hurt to keep growing when listeners take the time to send me a DM via social media or post on Facebook. Hey, how cool is it? I heard of Paul. I knew exactly what polyamory was or just any other topics that they'd never heard of or they they, they got to hear and understand better. Uh, it makes me feel like purposeful, but this podcast is doing something uh, of value. And I do hope to continue to serve you as best as I can in that regard. And uh, in exchange, you know, we share, we like, we subscribe. All right. And we leave reviews. 
Thank you. And I would love to hear your thoughts about uh, that episode. Oh, one more thing. Good grief. What is going on with me? Uh, better help. If there's anything that's keeping you from your reaching your happiness or your goals in life, you may want to consider uh, using better help with licensed therapists, therapists from the comfort of your home. Use What the Fockery 10 at checkout for a 10% discount uh, on your first month of therapy, teletherapy. Uh, it's great. Uh, you support our affiliates. The affiliates will give you a discount in return. Okay, that's that. Listen to our very first episode and you will hear the quality and the difference. And hopefully we've grown leaps and bound and you enjoy us in time to come. What the fuckery is polyamory? Well, we're about to find out. I'm Nadege August, your host. If this is your first time with us, welcome, and here's what you can expect. What the Fuckery is a podcast about the things we hear about but don't know enough about. A series of conversations dedicated to hearing firsthand from the very people whose lifestyle, truths, or concepts we struggle with understanding. The very things we should know about but are afraid to discuss. Now, our subjects and topics may or may not be mainstreamed, but our guests, and sometimes experts, are in it, living their truth whether we accept them or not. And if, in that process, we manage to bring clarity to you, dear listener, then thank you for being curious, open, and willing. In that vein, today we have as our guest, Josie, who is in a polyamorous relationship. Full disclosure, Josie is a pseudonym we're using to protect her identity for a reason she will reveal to us during a conversation at some point. So, Josie, welcome. Hello. Thank Hello. you so much. And enlighten <clears throat> us. Mm. Define polyamory. Am I even saying that correctly? Yes, you are saying it correctly, polyamory. But it's interesting because polyamory is one thing, and then there's all these throw-offs of polyamory, like polyfidelity, and I'll explain that. But polyamory is where you're in a relationship with more than one person, and it's much more about love than sex. Um, <clears throat> it, it, the focus is more about your relationships with people uh, rather than just a sexual relationship. And p I think people always get it wrong. I think people think polyamorous is like wild sex days. But uh, polyamory is very different than, say, a swinger or something like that where the focus is sex. Um, so you have a main relationship and then uh, a secondary relationship or a third relationship or whatever you... And it's completely in the up and up. Everyone <clears throat> knows each other. Yes. Some people actually live together. Yep. Right? So is it a <clears throat> lifestyle or an orientation? I think it's a lifestyle. I think it's a choice. In my, you know, I, I'm not, I, I don't know the like dictionary terms of it, but in my life, it's a choice. It's a choice and a lifestyle. Would you tell us a little bit about your relationship, how it came about, how it had evolved? Sure. Um, so I've been married a very long time. I've been married 32 years. I married my high school sweetheart. And uh, when you're 16 and 17 and you uh, get together with somebody, 
you know, you don't necessarily know what um, you need in this life. You know that, you know, you're you're attracted to each other and you're together. And, and I always tell my husband, he rescued me. You know, he rescued me when I was younger. So we were monogamous for quite some time, a good 20 some odd years of our relationship. And, you know, going into a polyamorous wasn't even on the radar. But I went through a life-changing event with my health. And... Um, I, uh, when this life-changing event happened, it kind of, like, awoke, like, I awoke, and I remember going to my husband and saying, um, listen, I don't want to cheat on you, but I need to explore this thing I'm feeling. I need to explore, um, other people and being with other people, and if that means we get divorced, then I'm going to have to do that, and I don't want to because I love you so much, and, you know, you're my best friend, but I, I don't want to cheat on you. Had and you not been with anyone else? No. Wow. Was we he your monogamous. first as well? My husband? No. Yeah. My husband okay. wasn't my first, but I was his second. So, And I was there when he lost his virginity. He actually came over and told me about it. So we were friends when he lost his virginity, which is funny. Um, but my, my husband's reaction to that was, and I guess I'm in a way lucky, in a way not lucky, but he was like, well, if you get to, do I get to kind of rea- reaction? Because he had been, you know, we've been monogamous our whole life. And uh, and he said, you know, I can I can be with that as long as I'm allowed. And I said, of course, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I'm not asking, I'm not saying I'm going to go off and be with other people and you can't. I'm saying let's enter into a polyamorous relationship where we're able to date and see other people. How did that idea come to you? Had you read about polyamory or you just thought... You know, I, I'm sure somewhere I had read about it, but I don't think it. I actually saw the name, and I didn't think polyamory in the moment. As a matter of fact, I didn't call it polyamory when I was t- saying it to him. Really, I mean, I, now I say it, but um, but back then I just said I don't want to cheat on you, and that was really it. I di- I didn't want to cheat on my husband. I love him so much, and and like I said, we've we've been great companions and friends for so long, but um, I knew there was another option, so that was what we did. The other option, some people call it being in an open, I'm in an open relationship. How is that different from polyamory? Um, Yeah, and sometimes you do say open and polyamory, and sometimes you say both. Well, open relationship is more like I'm open. uh, It's more of a sexual focus. Again, an open relationship is like... That that the category there is like hot wives, um, you know, cuckold, all those sexual offbeats of of uh, a relationship. Most of the people who are in an open relationship, it is purely a, like you're able to go off and have sex with other people, but it's not about having a relationship with other people. So if you're in an open marriage, it means see a Saturday night, you go off and do somebody, and I'll do somebody, and we come back, and that's how it is. Where polyamory is about having another love, about having another relationship that fulfills you. It's not just a sexual relationship. Got it. So that's a distinction. Definitely. It sounds like yeah. it, for sure. Um, it sounds more heart-led. Yeah, it's absolutely. heart-centered. So what happens? You tell you have this discussion with your husband. Yeah. And what? You go off and you yeah. you get you put an ad on Craigslist or no, uh, what would you do? No, no, no. You know, this, this life-changing event in my life, um, people... people started to kind of see me differently and um, men started to notice me and it was like this whole change in my life and um, I guess in the beginning you could say we were in an open relationship because in the beginning it was a sexual thing in the beginning kind of 
um, until I met somebody who I had a love connection with. And then uh, that's when my husband and I had to kind of sit down and I had to say, listen, I'm, you know, feeling something for somebody else and kind of disclose to him what was going on. Um, Gosh, that's a whole story. So, so my inquiring minds want to know. Feel free. Okay. So my first lover outside of my husband, like actual lover, I had had flirtations and things like that. But my first lover and first relationship outside of my husband uh, was a guy from Honduras. He was a, a, a guy from Honduras and he uh, was much younger than me. I was 40 and he was 26. Good for you. And and, um, and he was very passionate and very, um, I don't know, just, just the, one of the most passionate people I've ever met. But unfortunately, and this is what I'm going to say to people about polyamory or open relationships, you have to be very careful who you invite into your life. And I learned this early with the first relationship um, because this man wanted me and wanted me to leave my husband and couldn't be and was jealous and all those things you hear about polyamory yes it exists and so I was just having fun like I was like oh this is so fun and oh passion and oh my god my body's awake and I'm I feel so alive and he was wanting and desiring something different which was to be with me and um and that actually ended pretty tragically my my lover actually ended up uh, taking his life. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I knew. So aren't you glad you had me on the show? Isn't this fun? Yeah. This, um, over this? Yeah. Over this. Yes. My goodness. I'm and so sorry. It's okay. It's, it, was a, it was a life-changing moment in my life. It changed the trajectory of my life because I realized then that people, um, you might be on one path and they might be on another path and you might just, you, you might not know. And so it really woke me up to that later in my other relationships. And so it it changed how I was with my relationships after because I had to make it clear I'm not leaving my husband. My husband is my primary. I have no, you know, I didn't know in that first relationship how strong I had to be about that. The boundaries weren't yeah, set. Yeah, the boundaries you weren't, weren't clear set. about Mm-mm. the nope. contractual nope. Nope. And I was just yeah. having fun. Mm-hmm. Passion. Oh, my God. I felt like I was second puberty. You know, it was amazing, hot, beautiful, passionate, and just lovely. And he was a love. He was a love. And... Um, I ended up sending, like, paying to have his body flown back to Honduras to his family and, and all these things that, that came out of that. So, and, and people were like, how did you get through that? Yeah. How, how I got through it was my husband. My mm. husband is who nurtured me and took care of me after that. Because I was, I was in shock. That was a, a, a really tragic, life-changing event. Of course, of course. But your husband, did he know this person as He well? didn't know him personally, but he knew of him. He knew of him. Um, and I had told him everything that was going on and stuff like that. But, um, and it happened in a five-month span. I, I met him in May, and he died in September. That was intense. Yeah, it was really intense. It was, it was one of the most intense things that ever happened to me. So, okay, so then you're like, well, why would you stay in a polyamorous relationship after that? Why wouldn't you just say, forget it? Well, because once you open Pandora's box it's really hard to go back. And that's the other thing I say to people who are thinking about it. It's like, you know, you don't understand how it affects other people's lives, but you also don't realize how it deeply it's gonna affect yours and how there's just no turning back. 
it's kind of like once you do that drug, you can never undo the drug. And that it is kind of like that. Mm. And once I felt passion, again, you know, my husband are, are, are great companions and stuff. And but feeling that that another kind of connection with somebody else, it's it's a, it's an interesting thing. It's special. Yeah, it's interesting. So so I continued on. Yeah. So then your husband sees you through this yeah. lovingly, yep, nurtures lovingly, you. nurtures me, gets me through it. How long before um, you meet someone else? <laughs> Literally like two days after uh, the memorial for my lover, believe it or not. And why that happened, and I later on realized, is that um, I went into kind of rescuing mode. Um, because I couldn't save my lover... I kind of started to rescue everybody in my life and animals and just, I mean, it was like all of a sudden my life was about rescuing. And this person who came into my life uh, was another kind of sad case and I ended up rescuing him in a way and spent three years uh, with him uh, trying to, I guess, make up for the fact that I I couldn't help my first lover. And uh, how did that end? That ended okay, actually. That that ended uh, lovingly. my my husband n- knew him. He actually lived with us for a, a minute of our life, like a month or so. Um, but he ended up moving to another country. He ended up moving out of our country and moving away. So so uh, it ended good. And I'm still friends with him. Oh, good. Still talk with him. Yeah, every yeah. once in a while. And and it was loving. And I and I did make a difference in his life, which was was great. I got him through a hard time uh, that he was going through. A season and a so, reason. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. that. So, um, and so that was more, that second relationship which was much more polyamorous because the first one was just this fast, furious, you know, passionate relationship that was so fast. It was meant to wake you up. It was meant to wake me up. Sure. And then I was, you know, tried to be much more cautious the, the second one. Um, and, you know, like I said, have the boundaries and the full disclosure with my husband and full disclosure with this person and, you know, my lover. So, um that's how that happened. What about your husband? Has he ventured out as well? Or? Yeah, it's funny you're calling me Josie. Uh, my husband's first lover outside of our marriage was named Josie. No way. Yeah. So when I told him I was doing this <laughs> podcast, I said, yeah, she said she's going to name me Josie. We just laugh so hard because we both know. Well, did you know it as soon as I said I would mm-hmm. call you Josie? Yeah, yeah. But I didn't ah. want to tell you because I wanted to tell you here. Yeah, right. that's great. Right. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so you discover it here. Yeah. Um, but that was his first sexual relationship and and not really he had a relationship with her but that wasn't a love it wasn't like a, a love relationship but but I thought that was hysterical and so you knew Josie you met her I, I didn't know and here's the the thing like with my husband's relationships I, I haven't really met them it's it, it's very interesting I guess maybe it's a male female thing but yeah I haven't I know of them I know you know he's told me about them but I've never met them do you have no desire of me mm, to not really them? oh okay no. Not really. I mean, unless he, unless he met somebody who was going to enter our life and live with us, then of course, you know, I'd want to and stuff like that. But he, he's kind of taken a different road with this. Um, again, um, a man maybe is more sexually driven than a female with that. And so um, he had one relationship uh, that he was, you know, madly in love with the woman, but again, different paths. He was madly in love with her, but she didn't really return that. And so it was a, it was a, Unrequited. Unrequited love. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, 
so he's had some interesting interesting experiences as well but so I should have him on as well yeah there you go you can talk <laughs> about his experience hello yeah yeah so where are you now in your journey um well the after the second uh, lover left um and in this time by the way too I got pregnant <laughs> this is like crazy my my husband and I uh got, got pregnant the first time was my husband's child I know that because of the timing of it all um and I lost that baby and had a miscarriage and then the second time I got pregnant by my lover which was an accident and um I also miscarried that time as well and um so we went through some crazy times there uh, while that relationship was kind of ending, uh, going through pregnancy and, and, you know, dealing with like, could we do, you know, could we be parents? And, but it wasn't meant to be. My body wasn't able to do it. So I went through a lot of grieving. And after that, that was when my lover moved away, the, the, the second one. And then I met the current lover, my, my current lover that I've been with for six years now. Um, and we met on the internet, and he was in a, a relationship at the time, um, had been with her for like 15 years. I have to know, which yeah. app did you use? Oh, do you really want to know? Yes. Take a guess. Let's see if you, you can take a guess. Uh, don't say Tinder? Nope. No, no, no. Grinder. You're going to love this. Uh-oh. Ashley Madison. Get the... Yes! Are you Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I know. Isn't that hysterical? That is hysterical. Yeah, he just went on. Uh, I was on it, and, and, you know, given my status, I was like, okay, well, let's see if there's any polyamory married people. And he went on there, I guess, looking for just an affair because his relationship was, like, uh, kind of going on the rocks and... Yeah, and that we met on the internet. So, and then we got together, had our first um, first date, and um, just I just knew, you know, the second I saw him, I knew you just know somebody's going to be in your life. And I was really? like, yeah, this guy's going to be in my life. And what's interesting, we spent the first two months, you know, seeing each other, dating, and then his ex wanted him back because, of course. Of course. So, um, so then he went back for a year and tried to make that work. And in that year, I talked to him a couple times and stuff. But I just knew. I just knew he was going to come back in my life. I, I just knew it. And when they broke up, uh, this is like January of 2013, he, he was so devastated that, that he wanted to like kill himself. He was going through that. So in a way, I rescued another person. And even at that time, I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want this. No. Even though I knew he was going to be in my life, I was like, I don't want this. But I just couldn't not. I, I, you just knew you're drawn to somebody. So, so I got back together with him and started seeing him for know, a couple months, three or four months. And then my husband said, you know, why? He lived really far away. And he's like, why do you keep driving to him? Like, it's just like takes all your time. He's like, just have him come live with us. And it was my Whoa. husband's idea to have my current lover come live with us. Yeah. He is like yeah. on another level, yeah, your yeah. husband. Listen, my Dude husband is beyond. My husband is the greatest person you will ever meet. I'm not joking. Like he's he's a love, he's a feminist, he loves women, and all he wants is for me to be happy. Like literally, even today, you know, we're in the process of moving and stuff, and he was just like, I love that you're so happy. It makes me so happy that you're happy. He's so progressive. He's a, he's a great guy. I've got to have him on for you the should. male perspective. You would love it. He, he would love it and you would love it because he's, right. he's a Let's great make it guy great guy i mean it yeah wow so he so said he that. moves in yeah so he moves in and after my second lover i was like oh god i don't know if this is gonna work because that one didn't work as well my my husband and my second lover were a little alpha 
Mm, heads, butting heads, heads, right? Just a little bit. Like, you know, trying to... And my current lover right now is such a gentle soul, such a love. And my husband and him are great friends. They get along great. They go to go out together. They do things together. They eat together. They're just great friends. And here's the other part about polyamory. Everybody thinks you're in a bisexual relationship. Everybody thinks when you say polyamory and you're a woman and there's two men, they always think it's a bisexual thing, that the men men are together as well. Not not at all. No, not in my life. So everyone's heterosexual. Heterosexual, completely. And... um, I just always say it's like big love with me in the middle. You know that show? It's, <laughs> I'm the main character in this, you know, with these two. And, um, and yeah, I, I, I share them. Well, we're going to go in deep because now I've got to know, what are the sleeping arrangements like? Are you literally oh. in the middle? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Flanked a man in front and one behind? No, because oh, that, again. I'm disappointed. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I know. There's no wild threesomes. Oh. None of that stuff. Um no, we all have separate uh, sleeping uh, arrangements, and sometimes I go with my husband. Sometimes I go with my lover. Some t- it just depends on what I what you're in where the mood I want to go exactly. I'd like to share. Last week when I spoke to you, yeah, it was the week of Valentine's Day, yeah, and we were trying to schedule a time for you to come, yeah. and you said, "Listen, Valentine's Day, I have two men yeah. that I have to." Yeah. <laughs> what did you end up doing for Valentine's um, Day? We ended up actually the three of us went to see a play. I mean that was we went out and had dinner and saw a play together and um, it was lovely. It was really Aww. beautiful. Yeah, and and sometimes we'll do things together. Sometimes I go out with my lover and do things and go to movies and stuff. Sometimes I go out with my husband, and sometimes we all three go out and do stuff together. So um, for and Valentine's Day we did, we did that. Are you usually the one who makes the decision, who chooses who to be with, or is there ever an instance it, where one feels like no, I need you tonight? Um, or today. It's so funny because it, my husband is not demanding at all, and my lover isn't demanding at all. I'm the demanding one. I'm the needy one. I'm that person. And and even my husband says, you know, the reason that we're in an you know what we call a polyamorous relationship is because he, I'm so needy that he loves that I have somebody else to be with so that he can check out because he's so in his head all the time. And I'm so needy that it gives him a break. I mean, it's it's me. I'm I'm the I'm the needy. It's actually perfect in yeah. a way. Yeah. You know, because I, I, I personally, I'm yeah. a bit of a loner. Oh, interesting. I actually like the time alone. Oh. And I wow. know there are people who need to always have company. Yeah. You have the perfect setup. Totally. Your husband sounds like since... Yeah. I know what he does for a living. I'm not going to yep. say it. Yeah, it's good. But uh, he probably does need that yes, quiet time. Absolutely. He needs he it. Needs he it. needs yeah, it. Yeah. So, and this is good. Yeah. You get to go and enjoy the other. Yeah. I have two very different relationships, too. My, my lover is very nurturing. We're very... Um, funny and childlike together and we like you know we'll sit and rock and do things that are really like playful playful. and my husband and I are just mentally simpatico like we're just we make each other laugh so hard and he's you know he's such a great um he's such a he's he's like the guy who takes care of me like my husband's my rock and he takes care of me um in a way that my lover can't it's interesting they both give me something very different very different, yeah. And they're both things you need and enjoy Both and things I need and enjoy. And I just happen to have a husband who says, hey, I get that you need that, and here you go. This is, have what you need. 
Because I can't fulfill that for you. I can't wait to meet him. <laughs> I have got to meet this man. This is beyond progress. This is another level human being. It's level so seven. True. It's so true. People, people are always like, your husband like lets you do that? And, you know, yeah, my, my husband's very accepting. You know, this is a thing. I and mean, Khalil Gibran... I know we we hear a lot about mm-hmm. him and what he talks and he talks about love. Love is not supposed to uh, be possessive, yeah. right? Yeah. In fact, they say if you love someone, you need to set them free. Yeah. I don't know if it's something that's in the American culture per se, our culture, yeah. where there's something very possessive about you're my wife, you're yes. my husband, yes. you're my boyfriend, you're my lover. Yeah. And there are other cultures where there is that understanding. Look. Yeah. Maybe we're not built for monogamy. Right. We're just going to have affairs. Right. Yeah. Except in your case, it's full disclosure. It's honest. Yeah, it's honest. I actually respect that a lot because if more of us can do that and get to that place of honesty and truly loving, because it takes a lot of... Yeah. What is that called? The kind of love that's unconditional. Yes. It, yes, it's unconditional love. Your husband loves you yes. unconditionally. Yes, that and is absolutely. he can absolutely. accept you and say, go for it. And I never had that. My childhood wasn't like that. I had really awful parents and awful childhood, and I'd never had that. And so when I say my husband rescued me, literally... He continues to do so because you're right. Him providing that unconditional love helps me heal from my past as well. And so his strength and all that I've been through, the tragedy of losing my first lover and all of those things, him loving me through that. It's it really is a beautiful thing. It really is a beautiful thing. And, you know, people are like, well, what if your husband gets a lover and wants her to move in? Well, l- listen, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And if that happened, if my husband met somebody now and said, you know, I really feel like this would, you know, uh, I love this person. I want them to be a part of my life. You are absolutely right. I would absolutely say yes. And, and we would make it work. You would have to. We would have to. It's, it's just my husband, for some reason, he likes to get his emotional needs met by me. And then I allow him to go get his physical needs met by others if he needs. God, I want to high five you right now. <laughs> How? 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 I know. And people are like, well, aren't you jealous? Don't you go through jealousy? Listen, when you're... Jealousy's for suckers. Yeah. Did you tell him that? But no. I, will, I will say this. You know, you don't do this unless you've been together a long time. It's very hard. The first, you know, 10 years of our relationship, we dealt with jealousy a lot. Um, my husband almost left me for another woman early on, and we went through this whole thing, and I was so jealous. So it's not like I just was born this way. That's why oh. you're saying it's a choice. Okay. Because jealousy is in, it's, it's, it's kind innate. of, it's innate. It's part of you. But, but when you've been together so long and you have the security of knowing that that person is not going to abandon you, not going to leave you, not going to hold it against you, not going to use it against you, then you're free to do what you need to do to take care of yourself, whatever that might be. And for me, my husband has said, this is what you need to take care of yourself. And now we're in a place, because we've been together so long, that we're secure. Like we know he's number one, I'm number one, and that's not changing. And it sounds like you each know who you are, truly are at this stage in your lives too. absolutely. Now, curious, your lover, is he around the same age range? He's five years older than me and five years older than my husband. Oh, so he's he's the senior in the house. Yes, he is, yes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. all respect and deference. Yes, yes, older guy. He gets you the discounts? He gets me the discounts, exactly. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's so funny too because people are like when you said you know my lover was younger i I've, I've been with both younger and older i've been with that and, which is uh, better um <laughs> i'm kidding yeah you know what they're so different they're just so different but youth is a very different thing and it's fabulous and it's beautiful but you don't have a lot in common with with people who are younger it's really hard to to be with them and have a relationship with them because they don't get where you are in your life so mm. yeah. i once dated a man who was much older and he was trying to sell me on the idea mm. of why it's good oh so he convinced me by pointing out that men my age, uh, what they uh, lack, well, what he lacks in endurance, he makes up for in technique. Oh, there you go. Now, is that true? The twenty-six-year-old had a lot of endurance. Yes, absolutely. And the rest of them yes. make it up for in technique. Okay. Well, it depends. Uh, some people, even the older guys, have endurance. There are men who have endurance no matter what. They're, you know, in their seventies, have endurance. But, but yes, I, I would say that that's a, a common thing. That the youth has more, yeah, endurance for yeah. sure. Yeah, <laughs> but they just don't know. Yeah, but they don't that. know. Yeah. Okay, so dish. Okay. Is there a community? Where do folks like you go to commute? Do you there, know other people? There are a community. There are communities, but I'm not let me just say this. I'm not really part of one. It's funny because um polyamorous you'd be like, "Yeah, I want to be with other people who are like-minded and th- that whole thing." I haven't found that. I there in Tucson, there's a community I know of um, because they, they have a big polyamorous group in Tucson, and I know that because I have a friend there who is polyamorous, and that's like there. But here, I haven't really explored too much except for one meetup. I, I went to a meetup that was a polyamorous thing, and when I went to it, everybody in the room thought I was a rock star because I had what they wanted which was this relationship with two men. And they just couldn't believe it. And they, they wanted me to do talks. I mean, they, the whole thing. And I literally got out of there and I was like, no, I think I'm okay. Actually, no, I came out of that. A girl wanted to date me. That's the funny thing. Like, I, I came out of that. And she came up. She was like, are you into women? Would you like to date? And I, I saw her for like a couple couple times and, and then realized, no, I'm not it's into not it. It's not for you. Yeah, it's not for me. But, but yeah, it, it's... And at least you gave it a shot. I gave it a shot. I applaud you. Thank you so much. You're open minded. Yes, I'm open minded. You're like a millennial. Yes, I'm open minded. Why not? I could <laughs> love a man. I could love a woman. Sure, a woman. Sure. Why not? Um, but Don't knock it till you try exactly. it. Exactly. Tried it. I didn't like it. It wasn't like for me. It. All right. But but you know he um, the 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 group that the guy who turned me on to this group was also also uh, polyamorous and had this whole thing, and and I for a nanosecond thought about like getting involved in that, but I I just. Um, I don't want to be famous for for being in a polyamorous relationship. It's it's what I it's my life and I love it. But um, I don't want I don't want to be I don't want to go around and be like yeah I'm in a polyamorous relationship and I don't want that to be the th- the thing that defines me. Mm-hmm. I don't mind talking about it, but but it's not it's such a it's like a, a minuscule amount of my life. My and life. it's yeah. you know I I commend you and I'm so grateful that you know you came here yeah. and you're sharing this story with us yeah. because it's so easy to have all these misconceptions yeah. and these labels we place on things we don't understand, right? We just yeah. say oh multiple partners. Yeah. Whereas yeah. the way you've described it, it's not that you've put a positive spin, you're showing us the upside. Yeah. The there nice, is an upside. There is an upside and it sounds like you're living the yeah. dream, Josie. Yeah. Yeah. You're Absolutely. living the dream. I know the dream. It's so funny too. Why I had to use a pseudonym too is because you know I was about to ask yeah, that. Yeah, because because people you know judge you. Um, you know if you're looking for a job, you know that comes up. People people don't understand. They think it's a sex thing. That's that's the the, the first judgment is, oh, you're in a polyamorous relationship. You're a slut. That's that's the first thing. There's an instant judgment on that. Um, so 
like I said, I don't want to be known for that. I just want to be known um, for my other things in my life and things that are important to me. So, Speaking of, how yeah. many people in your life, are there people that you have to hide this from? For a long time know? I did. For a long time I did. Uh, you know, for like the first, I'd say, seven, eight years, I hid it very well because people, and especially what happened to my first lover, people just were not going to understand at all. But you know what? In the last, I'd say, five years, I started to come out to everybody. Um, I had a big birthday this last uh, year, and, you know, I, I came out to all my my friends pretty much. And it is like coming out. It's kind of like coming I out came out day. as polyamorous. Exactly. It's, it's kind of, and by the way, all my gay friends totally understand you know because most people who are gay have already kind of explored this you know the multiple partners the whole thing it's it's more along the lines of what's in their life so it wasn't a shock to any of my gay friends they're all like oh how fabulous but my straight friends who have known my husband and I since the very beginning it killed the dream for mm -hmm. them of what a beautiful relationship so they saw it as a failing they saw it as a failure they saw it as oh the, the, the couple that we thought had the fairy tale marriage, oh, it's not really real. But you do have the fairy tale I marriage. Know. I know. If I could explain that to those people, but I lost a lot of friends. You have to understand, when okay. I came out, I lost people. People who I'd known 20 years stopped being my friends. Oh, and here's the other thing. Everybody always thinks when you're in a polyamorous relationship that you're going to go and have sex with their Significant, their partners. Um, I had a friend who, you know, who thought I was gonna, you know, come out and, and do her husband because I was. In, I'm like, just because I'm polyamorous doesn't mean I'm gonna come and fuck my friend's husbands. I mean, uh, hello. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I lost a lot of people who didn't understand. Did anyone mention. try to pull any of the religious reasons why you shouldn't uh, buy no. all? Oh, thank no, God. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't have yeah, that. because I wasn't really into that circle, and I wasn't a churchgoer or any of that stuff. So thank God I didn't have that. But These friends that you lost, did yeah. they have the decency to have a conversation about it, or did they just ghost you? Uh, no. Had a conversation about it. Uh, yeah, told me outright. And actually, the person who I'm speaking of actually came back into my life recently and, and uh, asked for my forgiveness, and I actually made up with them. So it actually had a happy ending because it was, um, it was somebody who was a dear friend of mine. Mm. So I've been able to make peace with that now, so it's okay. Yeah. She now sees us and goes, oh, okay, got it. <laughs> Yeah, understands are, it more. What are your plans for the rest of... Yeah, are we going to be together forever? Yeah. Yes, I am. And I'm not, uh, you know, people... I'm not... First of all, I've never abandoned anybody in my life, and I'm not about to begin to do that. Um, that's not my style and not who I am. I'm madly in love with my husband. I'm madly in love with my lover. They're both just the sweetest souls and the sweetest men, and... The only thing that would change any of that is if one of them changed, if one of them wanted something different. But for me, I'm all in. I'm all in. And I love them both so much. And I mean, like you said, what more could I ask for? They both allow me to, to get my needs met. They both love me unconditionally. Why would I ever You are fortunate. You really yeah. are. Yeah, I am. Did you ever need uh, support, so to speak? Was there an, ever a moment where you and your husband and lover yeah. needed to go talk to a professional, sit and work things out? Or well, were you always able to sit and talk to every, each other? And Well, I'm in therapy now. Let me just say that. On um, your own, though. Yeah, on my own. But that's just because of my shitty childhood. So that I think I'll be... That never goes away, That never it? goes away. And that is the rest of my life. I'll be probably in therapy for that. Um, Do you like your therapist? I love my therapist. Okay. Another very nurturing older guy he's like in his 80s he's fabulous like seriously like the best um but 
you know, I didn't, like I said, I didn't have a nurturing relationship as a child. And so, yeah, the, these relationships fulfill more than just, a, like I said, a, a, a sexual outlet for me. It's, it's, it's much more about being nurtured and loved and taken care of and honored and all of that. You know, most, most of us, most people who've had the type of lack yeah. in their childhood of yeah. love and nurturing and, um, and, and all of that, their needs fulfilled in yeah. a certain way, they tend to go through life never quite getting that need met, that's right? right? Because that's what they resonate with, that's right. not having that need met. Right. But you've managed to turn it around somehow. Not only yeah. are you getting it, yeah. you're getting it and getting it and, and getting, getting it, it, right? Yeah. And How did that happen? I mean, I know you pin, you point, you pinpointed at the time when um, you had this life yeah, crisis. Mm -hmm. Was that when it started or was it through just going through therapy? You started to feel deserving and you said, this is what I need in my life. And you somehow brought that into your circle. I really, you know, I wish I could give you an honest answer about it, but I... It all just kind of seemed to happen. I, I, I can't even pinpoint, like, the shift, but it, it all just kind of happened in my life where I just had this overwhelming, you know, overwhelming sense that I needed something more. And I guess I'm just not one to sit back and, you know, swallow that. Like, a lot of people would just put a lid on that and not even express it. Or they would cheat. Or they would secretly go get their needs met. Or they would do something different. People make different choices. But see, I always knew that my husband loved me so much. It just, it wasn't an option. Like, I just knew I had to tell him and disclose that and say, this is what I need. I hate to say it, but I knew he wasn't going to say no. And and that's true. You know, people say, you know, uh, weren't you afraid or weren't you, you know, scared that he was going to say something different? Yeah, a little bit. But deep down, I knew he loved me. Because you know him well and enough. And I know him well enough. And we've been so secure, like I said. We had that kind of relationship where I just knew. If the tides had been turned and he had come to me, which is how it mostly happens, mostly men approach their women and say, I'd like to be an open or a polyamorous. And unfortunately, most women then try to please their husbands by doing something they don't want to do. Yeah. So again, it's important to know that this is different because I'm a woman and I'm the one that brought the idea up. So it is different because it's not my... It wasn't my husband being like, oh, let me... Yeah, one of three yeah, sounds. Oh, yeah. Oh, you want me to have sex with other people and have relationships with other people? Oh, no. You know, but if it was a man approaching a woman, it'd be a different story. And those those are harder roads, I think. That's a harder road. What I've got and what I'm getting from you is at the end of the day, it, it's all heart-centered. It is heart-centered. And when it you is. come from your heart, you can't go wrong. But there's a lot of good sex, too. Let me just say that. But, uh, oh, <laughs> Well. Hello. There's a lot of good sex, too. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, well, you brought it up. Okay. Every day? No, God, no. No, no, no. Not every day. No. I'm too old. Honey, <laughs> if I was your age, maybe, but I'm too old. Um, no, but it's it's, it's really... Um, it's just really good. It's 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 a good thing. It's, it's a loving thing. I... I'm a really open person. I could have been a sex therapist, to be honest. I really could have. I'm really open, and and um, and I love that. And I'm just lucky that I get to express myself that way, too. And I don't have any shame. I have no shame about it. And that's the other thing. My husband doesn't shame me. My lover doesn't shame me. There's no shame around that either. Mm. And that's a beautiful thing, too, because my childhood was all about shame. I was, you know, I had a sexual abuse in my childhood. I had all those things. And there was a lot of shame. And it's amazing that I get to live my life now without that it's what a blessing you give me hope yes there is hope 
And on yes. that note, I'd like to thank you for coming and explaining all of this and sharing with you, with us. Yes. Uh, I look forward to meeting your husband. Absolutely. Stay tuned. And <laughs> thank you all for listening. And if you like what you hear, please share, subscribe, review, rate, all the good stuff. See you next time. Bye.